Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the perfect in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep Almost immediately, I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. 
all of the evidence. It's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. All right, we've got a very important show for you today. Is it possible to end anti-Semitism globally or even here in the United States? Brooke Goldstein is back with me, first time in a long time, to talk about just how. Plus, it's Monday, and we're going to take a look at the markets. It's uh, Kevin McCullough Radio. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He is playing the role as, uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, uh, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us after a weekend away. I hope it was a good one for you. We had a fantastic time on that Kevin show on the Salem News Channel. If you haven't checked it out, you can go watch it. It's on demand at SalemNewsChannel.com, SNC.TV, or you can download the app, uh, Salem News Channel, for your Android or Apple device, and um, you can watch it anytime. Uh, but we had uh, Nicole Maliotakis. Uh, we, had, um, uh, we had some dry bar comedy from Deborah Terry, who was just hilarious. Uh, and some some really great fun in Assignment Desk Weekend, poking fun at some of the headlines from the week. Um, I also, uh, on the weekends, write for townhall.com. And this week, of course, the indictment of President Trump uh, kind of dominated everyone's discussion on all the Sunday shows and everything else, as one would expect. Uh, But, you know, if you look carefully at this new indictment against President Donald Trump, we're going to learn some things about the race of 2024 because of this indictment. Uh, now, there's been a lot of people, particularly in the talk radio space, that have been saying for the last uh, few days, you know, oh, this is going to guarantee that he wins the nomination. Well, that's easy to say, and because a lot of people are saying it, it's not also very courageous to say. Um, but I think that there are some nuances about the indictment that don't have anything to do with, with Trump himself that I think are kind of interesting to take a look at. I think that the timing of the indictment is also very interesting. And I think that the reactions by Trump's fellow GOP candidates was very interesting. Um, So, and here's what they're kind of going to be measured against. Because this is what, this is, so if if the other side is going to go to this level, this length, this amount of corruption to try to bring Trump down, you have to ask yourself the question of the rest of the field, who is it that's ready to step up right now, fight that kind of corruption, uh, serve their nation for four years without taking a paycheck, because Trump won't take a paycheck, uh, work 24-7, 365 for the nation, and do so fundamentally because you believe that the nation's in trouble and you're trying to save it? See, if you really put your money where your mouth is, if you really believe what you are saying 
then this becomes a very, very simple decision as to who to vote for. Because if your motives aren't pure, a campaign's going to show that pretty quickly. Um, and actually, nothing should make these candidates more emboldened and on fire for the cause of justice and freedom and ending corruption than watching a fellow citizen be attacked corruptly. It should supercharge their motivations. So based on that, here's some things that we learned. Uh, sadly, not one of the fellow candidates unconditionally said they supported Trump. Now, after watching what he's done for the last eight years, take all of the incoming fire that he's taken. And remember, they were coming for you and me, but he was like the shield. They came for him because he was defending us. But not one of them, not a single one of them, stepped up and said, um, hey, this, this is completely wrong, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend him completely. Um, several of the candidates at least recognized what the attack was, and I would include uh, Governor DeSantis, uh, Senator Scott, uh, Mr. Ramaswamy, uh, Governor Haley, and uh, VP Pence. I think all five of them said something along the lines of, we shouldn't be weaponizing government. This is wrong. You don't weaponize government to go after an innocent uh, single citizen, etc. But then they all chased it up with follow-up statements that said, but when I'm president, we will put an end to this corruption. Like, you know, it's, it's, they're not president. They haven't been, and he has, and he's taken this cannon fire every day that he was in office. You had a couple of less surprising things happen. Asa Hutchison, the former Arkansas governor who's declared, he said uh, he said that President Trump needed to just get out of the race so he could focus on his legal issues. That is exactly the wrong thing for a center-right person to be doing in this, in this environment. If, if Asa Hutchison thinks that they're not going to come for him and use all of the same illegitimate means— the reason they are going so hard on Trump is because he can he can he can bulwark such a strong defense. And then there was <clears throat> the unsurprising loudmouth Governor Christie, whose Bridgegate scandals and you remember things like uh, after Hurricane Sandy telling the whole state you can't go to the beach, you can't sit on the beach, and then he and his family go and sit on the beach. Um, he, he's just a mockery. And no one takes his candidacy seriously, and he needs to he needs to he needs to just go away. But he, he his response was, um, you know, I need to see more evidence. I need to see more facts before I form an opinion. Um, similar to what I said on Friday, the GOP field um, deserves to be questioned about why they also none of them spoke about the story that was impacting. President Biden, which is his corruption that's now documented in that FBI document, the, J, the JD 1023 or something like that, that demonstrates that the current president was involved with a bribery scheme with the Burisma Corporation out of Ukraine. $10 million was the payoff. He split it with Hunter. They each got $5 million. This is all documented in the FBI record. Now, what People may not be connecting the dots on. Do you remember when the first 
uh, Trump impeachment rolled around and people were talking about the, the phone call and how to handle and all there's and and Joe Biden's out there bragging. You know, when I when I was dealing with them, I told them that uh, they weren't going to get American aid if they didn't fire the prosecutor that was looking into Burisma. Remember that? That's the same company that after they did fire the prosecutor, the government fired the prosecutor. Joe Biden delivered aid to the Ukrainians and the executives at Burisma turned around and paid him and Hunter $10 million. He was still vice president. They split it $5 million apiece. See, the GOP candidates know that. They know these facts. So that they should be bringing all this stuff up. But they're proving themselves to be a little too scared to do so. One last observation about what we learned last week. If the purpose of the indictment is to soften Trump or cripple his ability to speak common sense, they failed miserably. In his speech Saturday night to North Carolina, he said he would defend the national security of Americans and he would defend America's women and girls, going directly at the whole trans issue that people are wanting to, uh, to bring up. That's courage. When you're when you're on the ropes and you're still and you're still landing those blows, that's courage. And it gives Americans hope and it should hope that we can still return to some sort of common sense in these evil and destructive days. Anyway, just some thoughts of mine from my town hall column on Sunday. You can read it at townhall.com or follow me on social media at that Kevin show. Kevin McCullough radio continues momentarily. story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down! I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach you won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. 
Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief. And then, they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day, I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God, I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right. Welcome back. Kevin McCullough from New York uh, Times Square, actually. Glad to have you with us and very glad to welcome my next guest, who I got to know a number of years ago when she was doing some contributing work uh, over at the Fox News Channel. And I think it was like an after party that we all ended up at the same restaurant and had a great night. And she and my bride chatted up the night and I spoke with her husband and everyone around the table got to know each other better. But it was really a great introduction for me to learn about a concept called Lawfare as she is the founder and still executive director of a thing called the Lawfare Project. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and please welcome Brooke Goldstein. Wow, oh, what an intro. Thank well, you we for try, having me. We try to please <laughs> and uh, good to see you again. It's been a long time. And um, for this particular audience, particularly my new television audience, they're not familiar with your work because we've been out of touch for a little too long. Um, tell us a little bit about who Brooke is, where she came from, and why she became so dedicated to the cause of what the Lawfare Project <laughs> is. My oh my, that's a tall order. Um, I think it all boils down to, well, first of all, Kevin, I want to say thank you. Thank you for having me, having my staff on, for always being so on point on all the issues and giving the issue of anti-Semitism or Jew hatred, you know, the time it deserves on the media. I think what drives me, um, I am a civil rights attorney and I am dedicated to ensuring that never again is really a reality. Mm. And, you know, we are taught uh, the Bible teaches, actually, that in every generation, haters will rise up against the Jewish people. And we've seen that to be true. And what makes the difference in our destiny is not anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism has existed, will always exist. 
Uh, what makes the difference in our destiny is our ability to fight back. And right now we are in the age of minority rights movements. And the Jewish community is the oldest, most persecuted minority community in human history. No doubt. And I believe that now is the time that our civil rights are protected. Now is the time we stand up and demand equal protection under the law. And what motivates me as an attorney is to ensure through the legal system that the civil rights of the Jewish community are upheld. And unfortunately, we see civil rights violations happening, Kevin, all over the place. We see them on college campuses. We see them happening in the work place. We just settled with a major hospital company that was engaging in disgusting anti-Semitic discrimination against its employees. Um, and we need to behave like every other minority rights community has. We need to use the legal system to engage in impact litigation to ensure our civil rights are protected. So in that capacity, I run the Lawfare Project, as you mentioned, um, and, and we can speak more about that and, and what it does. Well, and let's talk about that word specifically, because there may be a lot of people that uh, will look at that and say, hey, that looks like a merging of two two concepts, two ideas. And it kind of is. I didn't understand it when you first when we first met a number of years ago, but it's a very sophisticated technique that people have been using for quite some time against the Jewish people. Um, and you guys have figured out a way to to stop it in large part. Uh, talk to us about the concept of what lawfare entails. So um, lawfare, as you said, is a term of art. We have media warfare, we have um, you know, asymmetric warfare on the battlefield, and you also have the use of the law as a weapon of war, lawfare as opposed to warfare. And we've seen this not just against the Jewish people, not just against the Jewish state of Israel, but we see this happening really to democracies um, where terrorists understand that they cannot defeat us in the battlefield. And a lot of the concept of terrorism, which is asymmetric warfare, where instead of engaging military um, against military, according to the so-called laws of armed conflict, if there are any, um, you know, terrorists have chosen to do things like engage in suicide, homicide bombing. Okay, use civilians as human shields. That's why they're called terrorists. Target civilians. Um, and they do so because they know they will not win in traditional warfare. And so is true when it comes to lawfare, that when you cannot win on the battlefield, you use the legal system by filing frivolous and malicious lawsuits in an attempt to undermine and defeat the ability of your opponent, um, who most often is the one who adheres to the rule of law uh, to defeat them and weaken them. You see it against Israel often with the war crimes charges, the bogus war crimes charges that were filed against Israeli officials in Belgium and Sweden and Switzerland and Canada, which attempted to you know, impede the movement of Israeli officials. You see the International Court of Justice. You see what's happening at the United Nations with the continual delegitimization of Israel using legal terminology, a perversion of the legal system. And what we do is we say, you know, enough is enough. You know, we are on the defense and really, you know, 
the offense is where we should be because the truth is on our side. The law is on our side. We are the ones that are law abiding and we need to go to courts of law and ensure that those who are actually violating the law, engaging in civil rights abuses, engaging in violations of laws of armed conflict, uh, war crimes, those are the ones who should be held accountable. I, I want to mention the concept of this very specifically because during the Obama years, you had an administration that was very much encouraging the transplant of a lot of uh, communities from the Middle East that would be primarily anti-Semitic, and they were kind of positioned in places where they stayed together and kind of formed uh, subcultures here in America. So, for instance, the congressional district that Elon Omar represents is a Jew-hating hive of people that have just transplanted themselves from one place, not really become Americans. Uh, but now they are they've elected a representative to echo their views in our Congress. And we have actual anti-Semitic Jew hatred uh, espoused from the well of of the United States Congress, something that is inconceivable just a few decades ago. And yet here we are. Um, Brooke, we've only got two minutes before our first break. Just respond to the idea that that there is a subversive anti-Semitic strategy being executed in the states right now? So I, I would say a couple of things. Number one, the strategy being executed in the United States, you know, the anti-Semitism is just a symptom of a much larger problem. You have billions and billions of dollars coming in from foreign countries like Qatar, like Saudi Arabia, like Russia, like China, that are uh, being used to fund are institutions of higher education. I'm not talking about hundreds of millions, I'm talking about billions. You have memos of understanding that are being entered into with these foreign governments. Those memos of understanding are not being made public by these uh, you know, academic institutions and they're affecting the teachings that are happening on campus, whether it's anti-white, whether it's painting the Jew as the white colonial oppressor, whether it's total historical revisionism, whether it's pushing grooming on our kids or whether it's pushing plain old anti-Semitism. I think we have a crisis in our culture right now, an existential crisis, and it's tied to foreign funding. And in terms of what you said about Ilhan Omar, Jew hatred has become systemic in the United States. I don't think that, you know, like you, I never thought those words would come out of my mouth. We saw what was happening in Europe. We followed what was happening in France and, and so on. And all the French Jews, you know, making Aliyah to Israel. We thought, hey, that could never happen here in the United States, which is ridiculous. Uh, she's Brooke Goldstein. I'm Kevin McCullough. We're coming right back from New York. Don't go away. Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. 
Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation. And it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. confusion amplifying truth and pursuing clarity it's kevin mccullough radio and we're back from new york glad to have you with us brooke goldstein the executive director of the lawfare project and also the originator of a movement called end jew hatred we're going to talk about that in a second but brooke i wanted to ask you um about the state of israel right now um i've had the privilege of being there several times over the last uh, few years and it strikes me as really the last best hope for the entire neighborhood of the middle east uh and it is a remarkable miracle there on the um uh you know right there in the heart of where civilization began and i'm just curious um what is your long-term thought about where israel is 10 20 50 years from now well let me take out my crystal ball <laughs> i hate making such long-term predictions but I, I have wishes i have you know where i would like israel to be first of all i've made what we call aliyah 
And that means I've moved my family to Israel. We live here now. I'm in between Israel and New York because I truly believe that every Jew should experience what you said is the miracle of, of living in the Jewish state, which Kevin, it's a historical anomaly. It is a true miracle in every sense of the word. We've been here now for two wars. Uh, a couple months after I arrived, we, we had 5,000 rockets being shot at us from uh, Qatar and Iran funded and actually USA funded terrorists too, because they have to pay for slave program with the Palestinian Authority. And I remember being here and it was personal because now they're shooting rockets at my children. I'm just not watching this from 3000 miles away in my you know apartment right. in New York on CNN. Um, and I remember watching the coverage of the mainstream media and it was so horrific that I realized I, I, I knew this before, but it really hit home. We are alone. We are alone. The Jewish people are alone and we're making a terrible mistake. We're divided. We're divided on political partisan lines. We're divided in terms of religious, secular, orthodox. Look at the protests that are happening here in Israel. It's secular versus orthodox. It's terrible. And we need to realize that if we're going to survive and there are existential threats that face us today, just like they did 3,000 years ago, we must unify as a people. We must be empowered we must express our Jewish pride in a way that we are not ashamed of. And all of our actions should be directed by that. So what is my wish for Israel 10, 20 years from now? We are a unified country. We are pluralistic in the sense we have Jews of every color, every background from all over the world. But we are unified in, in our common ethnicity, religion, and culture, and that we are proud Jews. Mm. Well, as an evangelical Christian, I wish that for you as well, as odd as that may sound. I'm grateful for uh, Israel's existence. I, I think the whole world would be so much worse off if Israel was not exactly where it is. Let me ask you about end Jew hatred. Uh, it's your latest project. Uh, there's a lot of energy behind it. I see a lot of stuff on social media. You guys are constantly in action. Um, where did it come from? And it has a, a an edgier tone than the Lawfare Project. What's the thinking behind it? I love the terms that you used. There's so much energy behind this movement. It's unbelievable in the sense that we launched it just over two years ago. And I could I would have never imagined how fast and quickly it's grown. And I think it just speaks to the real need for a Jewish civil rights movement. Do you know that there's never been a Jewish civil rights movement in American history? Hmm. There's been a black civil rights movement where Jews have worked. We were the lawyers. We were literally marching hand in hand, you know, for black civil rights. There's been Jews for gay rights, Jews for Asian rights, Jews for Muslim rights. There's never been a Jews for Jews movement. And, hmm. and any type of Jewish advocacy has always been tied to pro-Israel advocacy, right? And, and, and what we're saying is you don't have to take a position on Israel. Israel. In fact, you don't have to be a Zionist to have civil rights. If you're a Jewish person, you're a minority, you deserve equal protection and civil rights. And the organic growth has been tremendous. I encourage everyone to go on Instagram, check out NGO Hatred. I have to plug my book. My book, Please The NGO, NGO Hatred, a manual for mobilization has just come out. It was actually number one a couple of weeks ago on Amazon. Uh, I think it was Judaic Studies. Please go pre-order the book. It is so important. Um, I call it the, the rules for radicals for the Jewish community because <laughs> what we're doing at the movement is what you said. It's action. We're right. not 
talking and complaining about anti-Semitism. It's like, how many books have been written about anti-Semitism? We still don't understand it. Because who can understand a normal person murdering, you know, millions of people? Nobody can understand that, right? The banality of evil. But what we're teaching is action, how to mobilize. What are the strategies and tactics and, and how are they organized? How are other minority rights groups organized to achieve justice for the Jewish people? Because, Kevin, this is the generation where we are going to end Jew hatred. And what I mean by that is that it will be no longer socially acceptable and there will be real consequences for bad behavior and real systemic change. From your lips to God's ears, and we hope and pray uh, for the same thing in that regard. Brooke Goldstein, keep up the great work. Please come back and see us, and thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for having me. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down! I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach you won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, Women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. We have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, and she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work. But because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog. If you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk. So the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, As she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, She would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. 
And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. Across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, so glad to have you with us. And on Mondays, we love to take a check of the markets because it is vitally important that we keep you up to date on what's going on. Uh, and normally, Hillary uh, Kramer is with us. Uh, we have been uh, very, very much grateful for Hillary's insight on what the market's been doing in recent days. Uh, and if you want any of the resources that she offers, it's Hillary Kramer. Dot com Hillary spelled with one L and a K, HillaryKramer.com. And the Trading Desk email is one of the best resources they have. It's right there on the homepage. You can subscribe to it. It's a newsletter that comes to you without any cost. And the uh, man who writes that and also contributes to a lot of the other areas of Kramer um Kramer Research is Scott Martin, who is joining us. Scott is one of uh, Hillary's top researchers, and he's also one of the guys that um, that uh, really keeps Hillary on her toes and, and makes us all aware of some of those best deals that are out there. Scott, it's good to have you back. Uh, yeah, well, first of all, thanks, Kevin, for having me on, and thanks for the flattering things. Hillary is definitely the star of the show, but I try to add value once in a while. And, you know, Tesla, uh, I could talk forever about Tesla. This is really exciting because, like you said, you know, the, the supercharger is now the standard for American electric cars. If you're Ford, if you got the Ford Lightning, if you're GM, if you're actually driving a Tesla, you all use the same network, the same charging, the same charging stations. And so you think back to the golden days of, of the Model T, the, the hurdle was always, how do I refuel? Where's the fueling stations? Where's the network? Where are the gas stations? They just solved that problem. And now I think you're going to see ranges go up. You're going to see a lot more people in electric cars. So this is huge for the Tesla stock, huge for GM, huge for Ford, huge for America. Well, and I have to think, you know, one of the big criticisms, and I, I don't, I've, I don't drive an electric car. I've spent some time in a few Teslas uh, in markets where, you know, the Uber or whoever has picked me up uh, driving one. But one of the criticisms has always been you can't get from New York to L.A. the way you can in a gas car. And I have to think that with striking this deal with GM, um, that as they are able to install, you know, the superchargers across the country, now, for the first time, the electric vehicle is starting to have that one last big criticism removed from its operation. I mean, conceivably, you're supposed to be able to, to get from one coast to the other with the navigation that they have in the car. But if you, if you triple or quadruple or whatever the number of superchargers that are out there, 
all of a sudden you've changed the game in a big time way. And uh, I think I think everyone else is is going to be playing catch up. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you just some some context there. There's only twelve thousand Chargers in America, so right there, you know, you see the problem. They're going to have to put one in every couple hours along every superhighway. That's a lot of building, and so we're looking really hard right now at Kramer, at uh, who's going to be putting together those parts. You know, who who uh, who rolls out that network because it's going to be huge, and probably the filling stations look interesting. The uh, the truck stops are going to get really interesting, and this that also paves the way to electric trucks. So one way or another, you know, and I hear you there. I've been driven in a, in a, driving in a Tesla occasionally, and there's that terror of watching that battery light get on you. It's like your phone. It's like, oh my god, you know. But uh, it's a solve. Well, that's that's been the legit fear, right? You know, I, I can't drive past the city limits. I can use it to run to school or pick up the kids or you know maybe drive uh, to the next suburb over for work or whatever. But it's it's one of those things where I, I got I, I need to have confidence that I'm going to be able to fill that puppy up uh, before I, I strike out to get across the country. Oh yeah, yeah. And so this opens up, uh, and like you said, it opens up America. It's really big news. It's great for Tesla. And again, you know, it's good for GM, it's good for Ford, because now you're not going to have competing networks and only one will win. Has this impacted Tesla's price today in the, in the trading? <laughs> uh, Tesla has been a monster. Uh, Tesla is possibly the most, the single most bought stock of the last two weeks. People are falling in love with it. And uh, it goes as far as it goes from here. You know, th- this could be a real revolution, a real miracle for them. Uh, good to know. Uh, what else is shaking up this Monday? On uh, this Monday, we're watching uh, inflation. There are good signs that it has finally hit a wall, and that means prices aren't going to go down, but uh, they're not going to go up anymore. So one way or another, that's the end of the tunnel. We're going to get new numbers there tomorrow morning, and that's going to tell the Fed what to do on Wednesday. All right. So how would you classify the market's behavior otherwise outside of Tesla? Markets are behaving really well, and I think that's simply a matter of it's spring, you know, it's summer, people are in a better mood, and we've survived so much in the market over the last 18 months, the the longest bear market since the 40s, and now here we are, and people realize the world's not going to end, American companies are still innovating, they're still growing, and it's worth buying, it's worth being part of that story. So, uh, you know, they called the new bull market last week. We'll see. We'll see if it holds up through uh, Wednesday. But uh, things are looking good. Okay. Before we went on the air today, you gave me a list of things that uh, you're watching very carefully. And my listeners very much know how I feel about this topic. I'm not a huge fan of the uh, artificial intelligence, but I think the robots are going to kill us all. But what is going on in the sector where uh, you're watching AI and, and AI is responding to recent trends? Uh, yeah, AI, uh, we think it's real now uh, just because if you go back to when the AI craze started a few weeks ago, it was because NVIDIA, NVDA, who they basically uh, build the, uh, the high-end uh, chips, the, the microprocessors that run all the AI servers, and they blew us all away by saying, uh, hey, look, uh, Silicon Valley is ordering our chips like like they were potato chips. You know, it's, it's like billions of dollars just magically appearing 
and they're telling NVIDIA, we desperately need this. So uh, that's sort of a push that uh, if uh, if Silicon Valley invests that heavily in it one way or another, it's going to happen. NVIDIA, the stock is a little rich for us, but we like a little company, Credo, C-R-D-O, which makes the connectors that, that help the chips talk to each other. That stock's been amazing. Uh, we bought in at seven like a month ago. It's like 17 now. So you see, you see the potential. All right, Scott Martin, always appreciate uh, your time. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your insights with us. Uh, Kevin, talk to you soon. Thanks all. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preaching won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised. And I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Color is vital to your health. I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. 
My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Well, and just in case we had any doubt about the uh, crazies uh, taking this week off, a Wisconsin county announced over the weekend it's considering a resolution to declare itself a sanctuary status for self-identified transgender and non-binary individuals, including children. Board supervisors in Dane County, which includes the state capital of Madison, which I might add is the only city in Wisconsin that has an... um, uh, an all-day uh, smoke-as-much-weed-as-you-want holiday every fall, will vote on a resolution declaring Dane County a sanctuary for trans and non-binary individuals at the county board meeting this Thursday after it was referred to the executive committee earlier this month. Uh, in this hostile environment, some cities and counties across the country are taking steps to support and protect trans and non-binary individuals. Dane County values its transgender and non-binary residents and vigorously opposes measures that would allow legal violence toward trans people in accessing gender-affirming care or expression. Um, let me just correct this right here. There is no county. There is no city. There is no state anywhere in the United States that allows legally for violence to be expressed against any group of people, whether they're trans, non-binary or not. Violence against people is not allowed. So uh, this measure is aiming at a straw man. And of course, they'll probably hit it. The resolution states that the county's position that it's a, quote, fundamental right for children to access sex reassignment drugs and procedures. Children, you heard that right. They believe it is a fundamental right for children to access it. Now, therefore, the language continues, be it resolved that the Dane County Board of Supervisors firmly states its commitment to protect transgender and non-binary individuals and believes that access to health care is a fundamental right, and all people in Dane County and the state of Wisconsin should have access to all health care, including gender-affirming care. These people don't know what they're talking about. And they don't, they don't, once the child doesn't want to be gender-affirming anymore, they don't, they don't support them then. 
Be it further resolved that if the state of Wisconsin passes a law that imposes criminal or civil punishments, fines, or professional sanctions on any person or organization that seeks, provides, receives, or helps someone to receive gender-affirming care, such as puberty blockers, hormones, or surgery, the Dane County Board of Supervisors urges the sheriff to make enforcement their lowest priority. Be it further resolved that Dane County be considered a safe place, a sanctuary for transgender children and adults and their families. The resolution calls on school boards in the county to follow suit and says a copy of the resolution will be sent to Democratic Governor Tony Evers, as well as state and local lawmakers and officials. Friends, if you don't think that elections matter, keep electing these kinds of people to city councils all over the country and see how much they mess up this this country in what record short time it takes them to do it in. 20 of the county's 37 supervisors have sponsored the resolution. If passed, it would join a handful of similar measures adopted across the country, including in Austin and Kansas City. Kevin McCullough, we will see you tomorrow.